With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. Andre Roland was just 14 years old when he was found hanging from a tree not far from his home in Columbia, Missouri on March 24th of 1989. This was labeled a suicide very quickly, but it seems that there are some inconsistencies and it could be foul play. Welcome back to the Great Unsolved Podcast. I'm your host, Alexis, and this week we are looking at the suspicious death of Andre Roland, a 14-year-old who died in 1989. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Great Unsolved, on Instagram at Great Unsolved Pod, and on Facebook you can search Great Unsolved and find our Facebook group and our Facebook page. In the links below, you can also find my TikTok, where I talk about all these cases on camera, and the Andre Roland case is already up on there. So, without further ado, let's get into this case. So like I said, at the time of his death, Andre was only 14 years old, and he was found hanging from a tree by a belt, not too far from his home in Columbia, Missouri, where his family lived in the Clearview subdivision. His death took place on March 24th of 1989. It was labeled a suicide very quickly, obviously there are not a lot of murders that take place by hanging. So that could have been a reason that it was ruled a suicide so quickly, but there are some other issues in the case. Another issue with the suicide is that family and friend accounts of Andre's mental state at the time of his death show that he was not really depressed or suicidal. Now, we don't always know what's going on in other people's heads, and it can be very hard to know if someone is suicidal or not. But this was a main point in police's theory when they were explaining how they ruled it a suicide. And his family and friends' accounts go against this. It has been just over 34 years since Andre's death, and it is still quote-unquote solved as a suicide but Andre's brother Christian is working hard to talk about his brother's case and change the ruling. It's said that Andre was very popular at school. He was smart and athletic with a magnetic and easygoing personality. 
He really loved playing football on a team and actually had aspirations to go into the NFL. He also casually played basketball and other sports with his siblings and friends. It is said he really enjoyed playing all these sports, he loved being outside, and just being active overall. Due to his easygoing personality, Andre didn't seem to have any enemies, which seems to be a reason that police may have categorized his death as a suicide so quickly, or it at least could have been a factor. Christian, Andre's younger brother, who I mentioned has been trying to get his brother justice for years, said this in his GoFundMe page for the Andre Roland Memorial Scholarship. Quote, Andre absolutely loved life, education, family, friends, and most of all, God. He was full of talent. He loved to play basketball and football. He also loved to sing and dance. He was one of a kind. He was very compassionate, willing to help anyone, and he was a great friend to many, many people. End quote. Andre was said to have had a great childhood filled with lots of activities and friends who always stated that he made things more fun and just him being around improved everybody's mood. He was friends with pretty much everyone. He didn't discriminate against anyone, and he was always open and friendly. On the podcast No Vultures, host Brother Red had Christian on to talk about Andre's life and death due to him being friends with both brothers when they were all younger. I will have that episode linked in the description because it is a really great one on learning about this case. The host, Red, stated that he even went out to the site of Andre's death after the fact with his father. His father stated that Red was smaller than Andre, and even he would not be able to fit in that tree, which I take to mean they believe that Andre couldn't have been hung from that tree. So overall, the story of his death did not add up to those close to him. According to Red and Christian, Andre was a big guy at 14, but he was a big teddy bear. He wasn't threatening or mean. He didn't use his size to intimidate others. He was very friendly, like I said. There were a lot of stories going around once Andre was found, but the family and friends believe that these stories were created and spread in order to pull away from what really happened to Andre and the lack of investigation into it. On March 24th of 1989, Andre and his brother Christian discussed going to play a basketball game at a nearby court once they both arrived home from school. I believe once their mom got home later that day, they had to go somewhere so they had a little bit of a time limit. They did arrive home around the same time every day, but from different locations on different buses due to Andre being in seventh grade, and I believe Christian was still in elementary school. Christian had to use the bathroom, and Andre wanted to take his time walking. It was a pretty warm day with a high of 76, 
and a low 41, so taking a nice walk outside was not out of the ordinary. So Andre left on his own, and it was stated that a little bit after, Christian would leave and they agreed to meet at the nearby basketball courts. Christian recounts that he didn't leave too much longer after Andre did, and he stated that there were no children walking around the neighborhood, he didn't really see anyone outside, but when he arrived to the basketball courts, Andre wasn't there either. He thought it was kind of odd, but he eventually walked back to his home to see if Andre had gone back for some reason to get something, but he was still unable to locate him. Christian later stated that he was kind of annoyed at his brother for not answering him, not letting him know where he was going, and probably just not showing up where they agreed to meet. He wasn't really sure where his brother could be at that time, so he just waited at home until his mom, Norma, came home. He told Norma, his mom, what had happened, he didn't know where Andre was, and she was kind of confused with it as well. I'm sure she was a little concerned, but probably not overly concerned at this point. Since neither of them knew, they went to their aunt's home. I believe it wasn't really an aunt, but a family friend, but different sources called her an aunt. They went there to see if maybe Andre had gone there for one reason or another, but he was still nowhere to be found. It wouldn't be until around 5.30 p.m. that a teenage neighbor of Andre's family found Andre hanging from a tree in a wooded area only a block away from the family home that was in the Clearview subdivision near Columbia, Missouri. Well, at this aunt's house, a call came in stating that there was a young boy found hanged fairly close to Andre's family home. It was speculated pretty quickly that this boy was Andre. So upon hearing about this, Norma rushed with Christian to their car and then back to the area where they lived and came upon a scene of seemingly just pure chaos. Pretty much all of the family's neighbors were milling about outside because police were there, police had taped off some of the area, they weren't telling people really what was going on, so the neighbors were all outside trying to figure out why there was police in the area and what was going on. Supposedly, Andre's family stood with everyone else in their neighborhood for hours without any information or even a confirmation on whether or not the deceased child was Andre. I guess Andre's mother asked multiple times to go back and at least be able to identify the body because she strongly believed at this point that it was Andre who had been hanged. And police really wouldn't tell her anything. They weren't allowing anyone back there, and they would never allow Norma back there. Which 
could make sense if it was believed to be a crime scene. You don't want people to contaminate the crime scene, but it said pretty much from the beginning, police believed this was a suicide. So I would think they would at least try and have someone back there to identify the body. And if not that, they should have at least gave a little bit of information on what was going on and the description of the individual. The lack of communication from police made Andre's mother very angry, and she ended up talking to one of her neighbors, who was a firefighter for the area, and he stated he would go back to see if he could identify the body, which is odd to me. Maybe if your neighbor was a police officer, they would allow him back, but they did allow this firefighter back, but wouldn't allow anyone else, which kind of throws me off. Not long after, this man came back and told Norma the difficult news that the deceased child was, in fact, Andre. He stated that Andre looked as if he had been praying because he was in a kneeling position. Andre was hanging by his neck from a tree with his toes touching the ground and his knees about four inches from the ground. Not really a suicide position or a murder position even because you could just easily stand up. So a lot of theories revolve around the idea that Andre was dead before he was hanged in this tree. This is just the information that was reported from police, and I think that's really the only source and this firefighter, but no one in Andre's family was able to see the scene, so we can't for sure say this is what the scene looked like. When Norma was able to see Andre, she noticed right away that he had some blood on his clothing. But Norma states that there was really no place where the blood looked like it had come from. Back in 2021, the Boone County Sheriff, Ted Bohm, stated that he was waiting on results from multiple tests, including tests on the belt that was around Andre's neck, the clothes Andre was wearing, and the blood that was on his clothing. However, that's kind of the end of the news with those tests. It seems that either the results are not back or they're at least not out to the public because I was unable to find them anywhere. And if they were out to the public, that would probably be big news and could potentially change the whole investigation into this case. Christian, who once again is Andre's younger brother, stated, Quote, no one could ever explain to my mom or show my mom where the blood came from, end quote, which I kind of understand, I kind of understand that, but if the medical examiner is examining his body, he should be able to kind of have an idea of where the blood came from, because in a suspicious death case, I feel like that would be fairly important information to rule out different causes of death. Norma, Andre's mother, also stated that 
Andre's body was very clean. A little too clean. It was kind of like someone had cleaned him off before Andre was found, or at least before Andre's body was taken from the scene. He had washed up the night before he died, but he had been at school all day, he had been outside for a while, so she thought there should have been something. Even a little bit of dirt in his fingernails, on his body, on his clothes. However, the only piece of dirt, like the only thing dirty on his clothes was that blood from an unknown source. In about a week, Boone County labeled Andre's death a suicide, but the official cause of death was labeled as undetermined. That is what was written down on the medical report, but the sheriff stated it was a suicide, which is something that I think is odd in itself. It's either a suicide or undetermined. If it's undetermined, then you can't actually say it was a suicide. So I don't think listing both things makes a lot of sense. The family and much of the community labeled his death as a murder. The Boone County Sheriff's Department closed the case rather quickly after not letting any family see the scene of Andre's death and being in the area where Andre's death occurred for a pretty long time. And too long if you are assuming this is a suicide. They also failed to do a real investigation, it seems, at least to the public, even if this was believed to be a suicide. You would think they would want to rule everything out, and they seemingly didn't because the medical examiner labeled it undetermined. The police department even failed to interview Christian, who was the last person to see Andre alive, and one of the only people to know where Andre was headed that day. There are many theories that revolve around Andre Roland's death. One that is a theory presented by police doesn't really make sense, no matter how you look at the case. And it doesn't make sense to his family or the community. This theory is that Andre died during autoerotic asphyxiation, which is a sexual thing where you kind of cut off your air source, and sometimes people do die from this, but if you look into it, it's generally not a 14-year-old African-American boy who was doing this in the middle of the day, supposedly, in a fairly urban area. None of it adds up in that case. He was 14, he was going to play basketball. I don't think it is a plausible theory, and most others do not either. On top of that, Somehow, there was still blood from an unknown place on his clothing, which is concerning in itself. A more plausible theory to many is that Andre's death was due to racism. Although unsubstantiated, there were rumors after his death 
that he had been dating a white female classmate. No one, even those closest to Andre, like his brother, stated that he had talked about this, and there was never someone that came forward saying, yes, I was dating Andre at the time of his death. So it's thought that this rumor was not true. Even though this rumor may not be true for his death, his death could still be related to racism. From 1980 through 2008, the U.S. Department of Justice shows that homicide victimization rates were six times higher for African Americans than white individuals. This statistic hit an all-time high in the early 1990s, only a year or so after Andre's death, at 39.4 homicides per 1,000 people. Well, it was under 10 homicides per 100,000 people for white individuals. For the age group of 14 to 17 during this time period, which Andre was in, the rate per 100,000 in the mid-1980s to early 1990s was 31.4. The same age group for white teens was 4.5 per 100,000. That's like 26 points higher for African-American teens during this time period. If racism was the cause for Andre's death, then this points to, obviously, his death being a murder, which then points to a possible cover-up. According to police and the neighbor of Andre Roland's family, Andre was hanging from a tree, which generally is not a way to murder someone. It's actually an incredibly rare way to murder someone, just like drowning is. Therefore, we have to assume that it's a possibility he could have been killed a different way, and then whoever murdered him staged his body to look like a suicide. Due to the clean state of his body and the long time that police were at the scene and the fact that they would not let Norma back to identify the body has led some to believe that police were actually the ones who did the cover-up. If they had found Andre hanging, they could have cleaned him up to cover up a murder for someone. If they found him in a different state, they could have just reported that he was found hanging or even staged the scene in order to actually make it look like a suicide. I don't know if this community had any issues with the police prior to this or after this, but it's something that we have to look at because there's just a few suspicious things surrounding how police treated this case. The family and the community have many speculations, and unfortunately, we might never know the real cause of Andre's death, but hopefully those test results come out soon, or the police at least have them, so that Andre's case can be reopened. Personally, I don't believe that Andre's death was due to suicide. He was said to be a very happy kid who got along with everyone, therefore there would really be 
no reason he would want to commit suicide. And seemingly the only reason he left the home on his own that day was because his younger brother had to use the bathroom. So he wouldn't have had time to plan out a suicide or probably even in his mind, if he was planning it, go through with it because his brother was going to be following after him fairly quickly. I believe that there is some kind of foul play in Andre Roland's death. And while I was looking up his case, I came across the case of Keith Warren. Keith Warren was just 19 years old on July 31st of 1986 when he was found deceased and hanging from a small tree in Silver Spring, Maryland. Once again, his feet were touching the ground and his knees were bent. There's a lot more in this case that points to a cover-up or a murder, so I'm going to get into that case next week. But whenever you look up information on Andre Roland, there's not a ton out there. I found a few articles, a few podcasts, but I did click on a link that I thought was leading to the Andre Roland case, and it took me to the case of Keith Warren, which has startling similarities. Not saying they're connected per se, but it seems like neither of them were a suicide. Thank you for going over the case of Andre Roland with me. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Great Unsolved, on Instagram at Great Unsolved Pod. You can search Great Unsolved on Facebook, find a Facebook page and a group. And there are videos on TikTok, which will also be linked below. So have a great rest of your week.